Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Ronnie. So, question. Have you ever been part of a secret society? Just kidding. If you were, I assume you won't tell me. <laughs> but... <laughs> I think I think it's like a club and school once, but I don't think that was secret. But no, I have not, nor have I ever been asked to join one. So I guess I'm not cool. Enough, <laughs> or maybe you are in a secret society and you just can't tell me. Oh, that's ooh, twist. <laughs> Anyways, the reason I ask is because I actually kind of have been in a sort of a really? secret society once. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, maybe I should tell you, but I will not tell you where it was. So maybe that will help and make me feel less guilty about telling, but um, it wasn't a real secret society, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Although, you know what? I don't know what constitutes a real secret society. I was going to say, what, what, what are the, the rules there? <laughs> uh, yeah, there, maybe there's not. So basically for our listeners, what is a secret society? So basically it's like a secret club, but there can be clubs that are small, you know, you just you and your friends, you know, you're not telling anybody else about your club and you're meeting in the clubhouse and, you know, not inviting your brothers or something because it's only for girls or <laughs> that could be a secret club or secret societies usually refer to larger, more influential groups of people that have a lot of influence and sway in their community or in the government or in the world. Um, whereas getting into these societies would then be considered something, you know, elite and exclusive to get into, but it's very secretive because, you know, you are making these great connections. So that's what's considered a secret society. Some people consider secret societies to be a bit conspiracy theorists. That's what uh, I think of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's documentation of different kinds of secret societies that have existed throughout history. Of course, I guess the conspiracy would be that how influential are these secret societies? Do they really have any change in the world? Or is that just kind of a tall tale? Anyway, so, so I want to tell you about my experience in a secret society. <laughs> um, so when I was in college, um, and I'm not going to tell you which college, but I, because you know, just in case this society is still going, say they're going to come after feel, you, right? I know I'd feel a little bit guilty, but I was really involved in college. I did student government. I volunteered to be on all of the big event planning committee committees that they had. I held leadership positions in social clubs. Uh, I did like all of the stuff. I was just super involved. So I guess I was pretty well known on campus because of the fact that I was involved in so much. So the spring of my junior year, and junior year is your third year of college, so your third year of four years, so it's right before you're going into your last year. So it was the, the end of my junior year, one of my other very involved female friends, and she was a senior, so she was a year ahead of me. She was about to graduate, um, but she was a friend of mine and also very involved on campus. She let me know that I had been chosen to be part of the... Ooh society of senior women so like when you're chosen when you're you're at the end of your junior year and they let you know and then you take over so in the senior year that's when you're in the, the secret society so uh 
and it was only senior women. It was a, you know, only for, for girls. And it was, I don't remember how many more were in this club. Maybe I want to say somewhere between 12 and 20 ish women, but we were all, um, people that were deemed worthy. I'm putting worthy in quotes, <laughs> but worthy to be in the secret club. Uh, usually it was, or it was pretty much people who, women who were leaders on campus who were involved in various different social clubs or very, a lot of different organizations. So the people that were chosen to be in this club were, were really active on campus and I happened to be really active on campus. So that's probably why they chose me. So it wasn't really a big deal. I mean, it was kind of fun at first to feel, to be told, oh, I was inducted into this club. And then I got to meet the other people in this group that I had seen around campus, but there was a different level of, oh, okay, we're in this super, we're like in this cool club together. It's secret. Uh, so, but it wasn't really a huge thing in that my college was not very big. So it wasn't like we had a whole lot of actual influence on anything. Oh, but we did have a secret sign. It wasn't a handshake. I can't tell you what it was, but we did have a secret. <laughs> so when we saw each other, we could let each other know. Oh, and there was also a book that I think I only looked through this notebook once, but in the book was a list of all the people who had been in this secret society in the years previous. I think it had only been around for It seems like a way for it to not be secret. That seems like a well, it was heavily guarded <laughs> by someone. I don't know. I guess they chose someone. Um, it was just, I mean, it was like a notebook. It wasn't really a book. But what was cool is I remember looking through some of the names and seeing some names of women who had been a year or two older than me. And I used to admire because they had come before me and they'd been leaders on campus and think, oh, look, they were in this group as well. And then supposedly, you know, if I ever saw them around, I could do my secret signal and then let them know that we were both on the club together. <laughs> it, so all in all, it seems sort of silly in a way it sort of was. But um, one thing that I realized, especially in, you know, later years, and I figured out more about how the world worked. The reason why I and other leaders on campus were chosen for this just small little kind of social group was because it gave us an opportunity, those of us other leaders, to connect in a way we hadn't before. And it made us more likely to want to work together behind the scenes on things that were happening on campus, uh, that were happening in a much bigger place, that you know, because the leaders are the ones who are often making a lot of these small decisions, or at least the ones that are involved that get decisions done. And I thought about this a lot because it really, when I learned more about, you know, secret societies. So it, was, it was a good secret society, are you saying? Well, yeah, we, to be fair, we only met a few times in person and we just like got lunch together and stuff. But just the fact that we were able to connect in a different way was, it was good. But I can understand how if something like this exists in the larger world, which I tend to actually believe just because of my very small experience in college. So I don't think it really is as much of a conspiracy theory, but people who have influence and sway in the world, them getting to know each other and creating closer relationships, they have so much power and the ability to use that joint power and then decide how are we going to go use that joint power in our own individual ways. Um, you know, I think it, uh, humans are good and bad and power is an interesting thing. And when there's a lot of power, humans don't always use it to the 
best. Sometimes yeah. they do, sometimes <laughs> they don't. So you just always have to be careful anytime power is consolidated, which often happens in secret societies. But um, anyways, so I want to talk about a couple of actual secret societies other than just, you know, my little college one. Um, but I'm going to ask, I'll start with Brittany. Brittany, secret mm-hmm. societies, which ones have you heard of? Whether they're conspiracies like, or not. Like Skull and Bones, which is like this and there's a lot of conspiracies around what they even do and if it's bad at all but it's like I think it's like Yale it's like one of the Mm -hmm. Ivy League very prestigious colleges or it was like groups of like very elite people and like a lot of um like president like people who would later become politicians and presidents were like a part of it I always think of them yeah I always think of like that and like the Bohemian Grove which is like another thing of powerful people so that's what I think of yeah. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned school and crossbones because that fits in. I mean, again, my school was not an Ivy League school. It was just a smaller school. But school and crossbones for our listeners. Skull is... and bones. Skull and bones. Oh, I thought it was skull and crossbones. Either way, mm-hmm. skull, and skull and bones. bones. Oh, skull and bones. Okay. I spent a long uh, time obsessed with it. <laughs> <laughs> it was they, Yeah, they were from Yale, as you said, but they were, or they still are, a secret society for senior men. And you have to be inducted in your junior year. So at my little college, it was just your junior year females to become in the uh, senior okay. year women. And with Skull and Bones, it's uh, just men, but still. But it's Yale. So a lot of very prestigious people. Yeah, uh, there was three presidents, both Bushes and Taft, a bunch of political leaders. So it sounds conspiracy theory, but it you know it exists. So. Uh, you mentioned um, Bohemian Grove. That's another one that's always been fascinating to me. So Bohemian Grove is, as far as I'm aware, maybe you know more, is it's a location in, oh gosh, I forget where it's located, but it's like almost like a campground of sort, but a very, very yes. exclusive campground. Yes. And only the most important people are invited to this Bohemian Grove. And it's like a camp it, camp retreat type of experience but super super secretive and I guess whatever goes on there whatever conversations they have and they do a lot of these elaborate kind of camp type of ceremonies but seem very weird and so there's that um some older secret societies would be something like the Knights Templar which were but that's like yeah they're like those are more seem like exclusive societies maybe because like people know about them or like the masons i think like everybody knows about them i was gonna mention the masons there's a big masonic temple like right down the street from me mm -hmm. uh but but you can't just join it right you have to like be asked but see and that's the thing so um so starting with the knights temple which i think was maybe one of the very first kind of secret societies and yet started off because it was knights and they were protecting uh pilgrims that were in the holy land and then um but as that organization grew you know their influence and power grew and power does interesting things to people and connections connections amongst powerful people um you know, they can become secretive because you don't want to give that power away. And so this is really the basis for, you know, secret society. So there's a Knights Templar and that kind of disbanded. But then some people say that the Freemasons developed out of kind of out of leftover Knights Templar. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. 
yeah, the Freemasons were originally stonemasons, you know, people who built houses. Uh, and for at first, it was just kind of like a guild of workers, you know, and they all kind of banded together and did things together. Uh, but then slowly over the years, it transformed and it became not even about stonemasonry, but about people who were interested in you know, philosophy and uh, politics and influence and, um, you know, kind of switched over into that. And then from the Freemasons, most of the other secret societies uh, seem to kind of stem from over the years. So, uh, now, yes, there's the Freemasons that are out there now, uh, but, and I've never been a Mason, I've never even had anyone in my family that's been a Mason, so the little bit that I know is I know that there's different levels and you work your way up, and so depending on how involved you are depends on what level you are, you know, so you might be working just in the community level, only the people who really want to work ever get up into a much higher level, but just like my college, right, I wanted to be a leader on campus. So I worked really hard and got involved in a lot of different organizations on campus. And because of that, I had more influence and I was able to connect to other people. So it's totally feasible that within an organization such as the Freemasons, those people who want to work their way up have a different level, a different sphere of influence. Um, there's also the kind of the big one, uh, I, I think, is the Illuminati, which I don't really know a whole lot about, but the Ill oh, Illuminati. I, I used to be big on that, too. <laughs> but it's said to be like more of the world world leaders. Like all it's like world really leaders and it's so broad and has been used to mean so many different things. But yeah, it's like it's like the ultimate boogeyman of like it's like all the powerful elites. Mm -hmm. And you could even say like the Illuminati really includes like. And again, like this is a conspiracy, but you know, there's a lot of evidence, whatever. Like people in the World Economic Forum and yeah, you know, global leaders, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the whole point of this podcast was just uh, secret societies are interesting. You know, there is some historical evidence for some in the past, uh, whether or not they exist in today's world or not, or to what level in which they actually have influence. I don't know, but I at least know that I had a very, very small uh, experience being in a secret society in college, and that has led me to believe that it's entirely possible there are others out there, too. <laughs> Little do, do we know that uh, Ronnie's part of the Illuminati. <laughs> that would be fascinating <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well, we will leave it at there as always don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and until next time we will talk to you later all right see you soon you've been listening to the way the world works make sure your family is subscribed and check out tuttletwins.com for more awesome content